all right uh, yesterday we had stopped in uh, chapter 14 canto 11 part 2 uh, at verse 13 we had stopped this is a chapter on lord krishna explains the yoga system the yoga system means how to associate yourself with god how to go towards god the divine so we will continue where we left uh i will just recap verse 13 by reading it to you one who does not desire anything within this world who has achieved peace by controlling his senses whose consciousness is equal in all condition and whose mind is completely satisfied in me finds only happiness wherever he goes now this is a very interesting verse which we did where he says that first man should not have any desires desires are the root cause of everybody's problems if there is a desire of any sort this desire can lead a person down a path where there is no return because every desire leads you towards a point where you commit lot of karmas a simple desire could be even food you may say i am just interested in eating a little food it could be a very simple stuff you know maybe a pizza it does not matter it could be just a burger or pizza or maybe just have a soft drink or maybe you can you may think that uh, i will just go to the market or i want to buy certain things very simple stuff now let us say take one example suppose you say i want to eat a pizza and that is your desire it's a stupidest desire on earth maybe it doesn't ma- matter you know how big a desire it might be you may say it's just a small desire what does it entail it entails that the desire will lead you towards going and buying it right buying it means you need certain money if you need certain money that means you have to do some work if you don't do any work you may have to borrow the money if you don't borrow the money maybe you will rob it from somewhere any of these things can happen or somebody can give you a free pizza it could happen in whichever way possible whichever way you look at it something is involved now this means some work has happened if certain job has happened that means you have committed a certain karma for it so every desire leads you to karma see i have just given you one small example if i elaborate on it i can put it very simply like this you are going to eat a pizza which is sold in one particular place maybe pizza hut so you go to pizza hut you stand in the queue over there you book a pizza for yourself you wait for 15 20 minutes or half an hour when the pizza arrives meanwhile a lot has transpired in between the dough to make the pizza on top of it some cheese then some vegetables some stuff has been put it has been heated to a certain degrees you may say i am not involved in the process but have you not paid for it so you are involved if you have paid for that so you get involved so what happens 
the pizza dough which is there it has been made from a particular grain now the grain has been cooked for a particular point in time and so on and so forth everything that is involved in the process including the processing of the cheese which has been spread on top of it there is so much of karma involved in it you really don't know what has gone into it so just a slice of pizza could lead a person to so much of karma this is not understood by a normal human being so here krishna says can you become desireless see becoming desireless means people have always construed it is or oh, you mean to say i should become completely numb to everything i have not said that what it means is the desires which may arise in the inner being it will automatically get fulfilled on its own how does it get fulfilled on its own simply on its own the object will come towards you you don't have to run towards the object do you get the point the idea is when you are sitting over there somebody would come and offer you a slice and that is a desireless piece of pizza which doesn't involve any karma it will come to you the universe will make its provisions to you to get it so here he says one who does not desire anything within this world who has achieved peace by controlling his senses when you control your senses everything comes to a standstill you don't have to run after things in life you see we have been running right from childhood from childhood we have run after balloons and you know dolls and this and that and you know how we have done so many things even if it is a cycle a tricycle or whatever then as we have gone in school we have wanted good clothes and so many other things and then on top of it you would have told your parents i want to go to the zoo i want to do this and i want to go for picnics have you not done all these things even in college so many desires when a person has got married there are the desires become multifold you know they become so big that you cannot even imagine the husband and the wife think that oh we need to build a house or we need to do construction and we need to do this and we need to do that and then you get a child and the child has to grow up and then you have to feed the child and then you have to make the child into a young adult and pay for everything and so on and so forth are you not involved in so many things this is what happens the senses are not controlled whose consciousness is equal in all condition the person whom we are talking about his consciousness is equal in all condition what does it mean equality equanimity equanimity means the mind does not get disturbed okay now how does the mind not get disturbed it's a very very unique phenomena now i don't know whether if i continue on this line how much we can go ahead it could mean an entire satsang based on this alone okay just maybe you will get a an idea about what is the mind and how do you control it and what they exactly do and how does the mind 
react okay i was i actually sat and watched two beautiful movies yesterday one of them is called a beautiful mind and we are talking about the mind now a beautiful mind is a movie about a nobel prize winner called john nash he won the nobel prize for because he was a mathematical and economic genius john nash's theories today are really very very helpful in this world okay mathematical theories related to economics think about it this young gentleman from very beautiful college and he's he's got a scholarship he has got a road scholarship he goes to the college and so on and so forth and he's a genius beyond any expectation he's he's like you cannot even imagine that kind of a genius he would write on the walls he would write on the window panes and so on and so forth he had no life so he would be sitting in the library or in his room and doing all sorts of things now this person he is approached by the us government sorry he is approached by the us government to break some codes the germans are transmitting certain codes during the world war and he is told to break those codes and he is able to break it so when he is able to break it he is followed by one person now this person then tells him that you are a genius we want you to work for a very secret program in the for the united states and this is your job you will be there will be something introduced in your hand which will be like a code and the code keeps on changing it's an electronic device and every time when you read the news and you decipher it the russians now this is after the world war okay remember this the russians are setting up certain kinds of nuclear facilities and so on and so forth and they want to bomb the united states and they would like to know this the united states government wants to know this so you do this and every day he would read piles of newspapers and this and that and he would come up with some codes and then he goes to one house outside the house he punches that number you know on his hand the number comes he punches the number goes inside keeps a secret envelope inside okay this goes goes on for a very long time and he is deciphering things he knows where the the russian government is hiding this and how many spies are working in us so on and so forth he does all these kind of things one day he is called to harvard and he is supposed to give a speech over there so he meets his roommate over there who is a uh, who is now study, who i think who is teaching in harvard or something like that and he has a niece a small niece now remember there is this secret agent who is always training him to do all these things remember this so he meets this friend of his and says you know what that i want to tell you something that they, i have to tell you something and before he could complete the sentence 
he has met the niece also of this person before he could complete the sentence he is been ushered inside to give a speech and then he gives a speech and there he sees some secret agents over there they are loitering all over the place and he runs and then what happens is every now and then by the way i i cut the part where he gets married and so on and so forth so don't don't bother about that this lady is also a very intelligent mathematician and this person is like a genius he is he has written a lot of theses he's been honored he's so many things have happened to him now when he is caught over there the person says i am a doctor and i am going to put you in my psychiatric clinic and he is put in the psychiatric clinic and he is a very violent person because he is trying to run away he tells his wife that these people are forcibly these are russian agents who are forcibly putting me in this you know they don't they want they don't want me to do anything for the us government that's why they are doing this and then it goes on from there after a year or so he is released he goes back home he has become literally like a vegetable he is supposed to take some medicines on a regular basis suddenly one day again that agent comes and says john just next to your house we have created this you know secret uh, thing and uh, all the transmissions are going on from there you come and he used to go every night over there now they have already had a baby one day his wife has gone out and he is not even looking after the baby the baby is actually lying in the in the in the bathtub and it's going to get choked suddenly the wife comes and saves she hears certain noise in the night so the lady goes to see and there she sees in the barnyard behind their house she had already seen this in his room before the whole room is plastered with paper 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 cuttings all kinds of you know drawings and stuff like that and then she tells him you need definitely to get yourself admitted this person has to again go therapy till the end where he is again appointed by his college see i have cut the story very short just to give you an idea what happens he sees this agent following him constantly and his friend okay plus the niece remember these three people are constant in his life these three people the agent the niece and the friend of his and finally in the end the person who was below him has already become the top professor in that college and john nash has become a very small person over there he has gone again to ask for a job he gets it and then later on he wins the nobel prize it's i have cut it very compact do you know what the story is all about there was nobody like that over there
there was no secret agent there was no friend and there was no niece and there was nobody around over there everything had been created by his mind he thinks up this entire concoction he creates this entire story that he is hounded by these people that the russians are after him and because his mind is such a great thing that it creates stories after stories after stories after stories and he is pursued and there is some chase and stuff like that his wife goes to the place remember that thing is there in his hand she goes to the place where he used to go and deposit the envelopes and that's an old ruin that house is an old ruin she goes inside to that box where he used to put the envelopes and she breaks open that box and sees the entire pile of letters that he had written right from beginning till the end are lying inside can you imagine this nobel prize winner being hounded by his mind creating stories after stories after stories so that he is constantly occupied think a mind is such a dangerous thing it can tell you so many stories you cannot even imagine you can see an object and create you can see just a color and you can create an object in the mind you can see a shadow and the shadow can become a man you understand what i'm saying just imagine a hint of doubt a just a tiny hint of doubt can destroy somebody's happiness we are so much attached by our own desires and needs that we run after things and these things cause us so much of pain there is absolutely no need for a human being to run after stupid and idiotic stuff the same energy which you use in your mind to harass your own self why can you not use that beautiful energy to move towards making yourself somebody great somebody nice imagine if not john nash would have used the same energy the same amount of crap that he was thinking up for creating beautiful theories and theses and so on and so forth this world would have got so much to actually think about to you know progress but a man doesn't do that you see even in my satsangs people have dwelled on a subject and dwelled on stupid subjects for hours and days and years not making even an inch of progress why because that subject has created lot of things in their brain or mind so here to be completely devoted to lord you need to surrender your mind at the feet of the lord why is the mind jumping to conclusions why is the mind so hyperactive i have told you this story 1001 times 
a simple story where a monk and his there is a teacher and a student they are walking towards the river they see a beautiful woman the woman says to the the guru the teacher can you carry me across the river and he does that after they have crossed onto the other side and walked for nearly uh, an hour or two the student asked the teacher it must have been really exciting to carry a beautiful woman on your shoulder sir and the teacher looks at him and says my dear student i dropped that lady at the other end of the river why are you still carrying her in her in your mind this story has been told to you thousand and one times just for you to understand that you live in your in your mind alone there is nothing like that and yet you are stressing yourself out on things which are of no value look at a young woman or a young man they just look at another beautiful person and they start making stories what kind of stories think you know most of you know about tinder and so on and so forth okay now if you keep on doing that you know you will look at a face and the story will get created in your mind and it just goes on and on and on and you have generalized you have created some impression about a person you are not supposed to do that why are you jumping to conclusions you are no need there is no need can you not be lost in your own self making yourself really useful to the divine lord focus on certain object which is which is going to give you happiness could be anything if it is painting why not do painting and then be lost in the lord you see some of the great sages that are there you know what they used to do they would write poetry on the lord they would sing poetry they sing beautiful songs they would do their bhajans and the kirtans it doesn't mean that you just need to get out of this life of you know a human uh, whatever you know material world and become a, a sage or a saint no i don't mean that simply it means you do not have to give so much of importance to the crap that comes from your mind do you understand don't stress yourself out in this stupid world make yourself really beautiful you see when when young women come to me their mind is already full of crap already not only about this world but about men about things about this and about that and persecution complex is i, I don't know whether you know about persecution complex they think that they are hounded by some people and some things and somebody is going to take their stuff away and all that they all come with this crap by the way they either have a bad boyfriend or a bad husband or a bad life their past is all, all shit everything they come with this kind of crap men also come but i'm going to talk about women because their mind minds are super active hyperactive so they when they come to me they, i have to tell them first and foremost 
have you ever seen yourself in the mirror this is the first thing that i do see yourself in the mirror look at a, a round rotund person that you have become it does not mean that everybody is rotund it doesn't mean that everybody is fat so but happens if a if a lady in the 30s and the 40s when she comes i have to tell them have you seen yourself in the mirror lately you look so horrible and you always dream of that 16 and 20 year old beautiful girl that you were what happened to that person isn't it the same person but what has happened today you have not even taken care of yourself so first i put them across to a place where they can start feeling nice about themselves so maybe join a gym do some exercises do something which is going to cut down their size you know to an acceptable one it doesn't mean that fat people are good we say you know fat shaming and all that no i am not fat shaming first you have to feel good about yourself if you feel bad about yourself oh i look so ugly i look so fat ask any woman in this world who is you know maybe beyond her 25 30 years of age and she is going to tell you this i look so fat you know i put on weight i did this i did that no so first come down to the size that you think you are comfortable in and don't give yourself that ugly thing you know every everywhere you see people they come with a load of you know cellulite and all oh i am like this only you are not like this when you are 16 and 20 you are not like this only so don't give that shit that you are like this only cut down that fat remove that cellulite do certain exercises get yourself in shape eat healthy eat proper meals proper meals doesn't mean that you cut down on oh this is fat i am not going to eat i am only going to eat a little bit of proteins and stuff no you need to have a complete diet so i i definitely look into their diet i see to it that they cut down on their whatever that is shaming them look good then it is about clothes earlier if you look at now today if you if you actually open instagram or one of those things and if you look at alia bhat and all those deepika padukones and the priyanka chopras of this world you envy them like nobody's business alia bhat looks like a gorgeous woman and then you say oh my god she looks so lovely she is so young na no? that's why she looks lovely no you can also look good wear some good clothes doesn't mean that you have to wear this uh, milan and the uh, you know paris fashion week clothes no you can wear simple clothes and yet look elegant so look elegant look nice then remove the kachra from your mind study some subject which is very very important to you which you feel very very nice about the subject could be anything what could be the subject suppose you love to read read you love to write do that if you love to travel please travel buy the best gear possible you know right from the backpacks to this you know those bottles and stuff like that why don't you do that travel go travel if that is what is going to keep you good and happy and healthy and you feel good about yourself do that 
so first you have to materially be satisfied your inner being should feel happy at the end of the day and in especially a very very important thing which i have i have to break into them what makes you think that you have to go and see the movie with some idiot in your life can you not go alone and watch a movie if you like movies why don't you watch a movie alone you know how exhilarating and how exciting it is to just go and sit in a theater and not think of anything except watch a beautiful film most of these women have tried this out the first time they are afraid but the second time onwards they love it because the freedom comes with it you feel nice about the whole issue you see slowly the scene is changing have you noticed so first feeling good about oneself dressing nicely doing some things which actually appeal to you going and doing things alone without any support systems you know support systems are very unique in our life tu karega to mai karega you understand tu karega to mai karega means you see if you are in a group the group there is some idiot in the group eh chalo chalo hum log idhar jaate hain some idiot in the group is going to say and then everybody follows that person it's like a herd mentality we call it na herd mentality h e r d herd so everybody follows that why are you becoming a herd why are you a herd person no if you have chalked out your program you don't have to link it with some other person in your life make it your program you will progress you will feel nice about it and whatever mistakes you make in that program are your own you will not be a person who will blame somebody else for it you see all our life we have blamed somebody else for all the problems that have happened in our world you don't have to blame somebody else you have to only blame your own self so this is what happens so then when you are going alone when you are doing something on your own if you make a mistake you will accept it and you are not going to give galis to yourself and you are not going to feel sorry for yourself sorry is a very big thing let me put it to you what is sorry all about you know we think egotism ego means i did this i did that i am like this i am like that is called ego no so then what is this another ego which says another person who says you know i am such suppressed person he always puts me down he doesn't allow me to do this i am always in the house i am not doing this i have always been you know told what to do what not to do he beats the hell out of me he doesn't like me he doesn't do this she doesn't do that you know all these things and what have you made yourself into martyr so you think martyr giri you know martyr giri samajh mein aata hai हिंदी में बोल रहा हूँ मार्टियरगिरी करने से आदमी दैट मीन्स इफ यू बिकम अ मार्टियर इन योर लाइफ यू थिंक यू डोंट हैव ईगो आई एम सॉरी दैट इज द बिगेस्ट ईगो इन द वर्ल्ड यू नो हाउ डिफिकल्ट इट इज फॉर अस टू डिस्ट्रॉय दैट ईगो एवरी टाइम द पर्सन विल से मेरी वजह से सब तकलीफ है और यो माँ 
तेरी वजह से पूरा दुनिया का प्रॉब्लम चल रहा है तेरी वजह से सब हो रहा है तेरी वजह से हमको हम मारते हैं वो लोग आई एम द सप्रेस्ड मेंटल यू नो पर्सन सर सप्रेस्ड पर्सन आई डोंट नो व्हाट आई एम गोइंग टू डू आई डोंट नो व्हाट लाइफ इज ऑल अबाउट यू नो राइट फ्रॉम चाइल्डहुड एवरीबडी इज बीन पुटिंग मी डाउन आई एम द वर्स्ट कैरेक्टर ऑन अर्थ सर दिस इज द बिगेस्ट ईगो Don't say that that is not an ego. It is still I am doing this. I have done this. I, 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 I. It's only I, I, and I over there. I am suppressed. I am depressed. I am put down. I am beaten. Isn't I there? It's the biggest deflated ego. and the earlier one was called inflated ego it is still an ego at the end of the day don't miss it it's called the hurt ego and that is bloated ego and you know how difficult it is for the hurt ego to become okay didn't i tell you last week this woman who came to me with all those marks on her body and you know knife and all those kind of things that is the hurt ego an educated it professional who has become literally i told you in a rotund person not interested has always put down why has your parents and the students and your own life not taught you to be a good person to fight for yourself to fend for yourself you need to do that feel good about yourself first and then once the person once this lady has fe- started feeling good for herself then her spiritual journey starts so first i have to correct her material worldly life for her to feel good about herself and then i start on the second leg of the journey the second leg of the journey is how to shift you know shift this direction of that i am good i feel nice i look good to the one inside that is called god within you have to feel good about the god within who is running this life of yours the god within isn't it you may call him whatever you want to some people who are atheist will say i it's not god okay it does not matter maybe nobody but still that is the one who is running your life always remember this so this person who is inside of you needs to be given that leeway and who greater than somebody greater than you you see we always have these notions in our past as a, as a kid also have we not admired a few people you know during my childhood i used to admire albert einstein you know and then we had the tennis champions at that time john mcenroe and uh, you know andre agassi i used to always look up to them and say oh my god then it was jackie chan bruce lee you know these were my heroes okay and sunil gavaskars ha huh? i used to think oh my god these guys are so great i want to become one day like that we used to always look up to those kind of people and then i used to look up at jrd tata you know jrd tata was the boss of tata enterprise and then afterwards came sam walton and i used to say oh my god sam walton such a great man i want to become like sam walton i want to have my billions 
we all have heroes in our life and heroines also of course we all want to do something like that so we always look up to somebody who is greater than us right so now coming back to our story once again so when you have felt nice about yourself you need to look up to this person who is far greater than you and in this book it is mentioned that it is krishna it's called krishna he is called krishna he is the epitome the highest of the highest in everything those who have read the bhagavad gita know that very well you see in my bhagavad gita lessons have we not done i am the highest among the vedas i am the highest among the uchishravas among the horses i am the airavat among the elephants has he not said that he has said he is the highest of the highest so our aim in life is to admire him and become like him become like him doesn't mean that you will become krishna yourself but it means very simply that that's an aspirational thing so this aspiration if you were to have that krishna is your highest and for those who believe in jesus christ if jesus is your highest goal there may be other people if allah or for that matter if some people believe in the great sages and if say for them it is sai babas of this world does not matter it really does not matter whom you think as the highest look up to that can you become a tiny speck of dust at their feet last in the glory feeling nice about it you see those who write now today all these virat kohlis of this world are there and also there is a harsha bogle i don't know do you know cricket some of you may know cricket you see those who know cricket there is a virat kohli okay and then there is a harsha bogle now harsha bogle is a person who writes down everything how many runs this person has scored what balls has he hit which stadium what he has done there are those statisticians they write about the glory of this person like you have the authors and the writers like john nash's story has been written by somebody similarly we document that likewise we are going to document about krishna stories think about what all the epics that he has you know all the beautiful stuff that he has done and that feel nice about the whole thing turning towards god is one of the greatest things because that gives the person release liberation if i am going to get attracted towards virat kohli i am never going to get released okay there is going to be an anushka sharma in my world okay right <laughs> but if there is a krishna if there is allah there is god if there is bhagwan there is jesus christ there is no anushka sharma to bother my head about correct because he is the epitome of everything he is my lover boy he is my god he is my everything you can say that you see when the when the women become nuns and when the when the men become fathers you know in uh, in seminaries and all those places what do they do they say i am married to jesus christ they say these words for them jesus christ is the highest and they get married to him similarly in our world if somebody is in love with krishna they say i am the wife of krishna i am married to krishna 
and you know how exhilarating it is to get married to krishna you may say oh is an imaginary figure sorry it is imaginary for all other idiots in the world the john nashes of this world can create imaginary spies this is the wonderful isn't it so have him as your husband then you will feel that you have gone somewhere you have done something in life get married to jesus christ get married to allah get married to krishnas of this world and then you will understand how beautiful it is you don't have to report to anybody there is no idiot in your world to whom you are supposed to report to no husband no wife you don't have a husband some idiot in this world got it and this is a very beautiful thing to do otherwise those who are married ask them for every stupid thing they have to ye ye khane ka hai ki wo khane ka hai ye laau ki wo laau aisa karu ki waisa karu oh my god you know the marriage itself is one big pain in the ass ask any married person they will tell you this and there are some idiots who are waiting to get married oh my god think about it and they, yeah really they, and they will say why not why should i not get married i also want to experience what hell you have gone through acha you want to experience what hell you have somebody else has gone through that is why you want to get married but isn't that supposed to teach you certain thing but lessons never enter the brains of these kind of people see because they are always lost you see to become somebody great there is a lot of sacrifice that needs to be done you know what sacrifice means to become john nash you don't have a life you don't have to go to pubs you don't have to go to drink in his life when he in that movie he's shown he doesn't you know he goes to the pub and he's because his friends have dragged him and he's sitting over there and doing his calculations in a book i'm not joking <laughs> he's doing his calculations in a book and then somebody says oh there are the beautiful girls over there see one of them is looking towards you hmm? yeah so you know he goes near this girl um because everybody pushes him see you are the one she is looking at go go to her sir you know and he just stands in front of her like this she asks him why are you just doing this i mean why are you just standing so he says you know what i just want to cut the preliminaries when are we having sex <laughs> you see and she gives him a tight slap what here i have tried to tell you is simply this at the end of it every man thinks through his whatever okay and he is only interested in sex you may think that he is john nashes of this world he may be the most intelligent person he has got uh, you know big degrees he is from harvard and this and that and cambridge and whatever i'm sorry everybody is only interested in one thing that is called sex every man is thinking of that so he straight away asked this girl cut the crap come to the point okay you know this i know this so he saves that much amount of time and then he goes back to his hostel right so he says what am i to do i don't give a damn about this kind of things so if somebody comes to me and tells me i need to have a social life 
I tell them, okay, sir, you can have a social life. You are never going to win a Nobel Prize. You are never going to go to Harvard. You are never going to go to any of these places in this world. You will never become anybody because you want social life more than anybody else. And all these people who have become great in life have never had social life, by the way. If you want social life, you are a mediocre person who is like any shit person in this world. Am I right or wrong? Think about it. Look at all the top people in the world. If you look at Sachin Tendulkar, that man used to, you know, stay in Bandra. Okay, near my, our own house by the way. He used to play, that is my, uh, my grandmother's house. He used to play in a place where my parents used to stay. There was a school behind that. It's called Shardasram Vidya Mandir. This man, this boy, he was never in school. He would start his day early in the morning at the age of 16, 12, you know, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. He would start his day early in the morning from Bandra. He would come to Dadar. There was a Shivaji park. And at 5 a.m. in the morning, he starts his practice. He was only focused in one thing. Practice, 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 practice. So he became Sachin Tendulkar. Do you get the point? Jackie Chan. His parents left him with one guru. The guru used to make, you know, twist and turn and make them do stunts. I am sure those who have seen Jackie Chan movies, you have seen how he jumps from top, how he climbs the building. Oh my God, the type of stunts that he does. It is all the training of his guru. Many, many years of his life that man has gone without food. The teacher used to say, if you don't do this, you will not get this. And that person has trained and trained and trained and trained and trained. Today, Jackie Chan is one of the greatest Kung Fu stars and, and one of the greatest producers of films in this world. I'm sure you agree to that. If you look at the life of any of the great presidents, or the Prime Ministers of India. Look at Mr. Narendra Modi. You may say he's a chaiwala, but boss, he's the Prime Minister and he is making India one of the greatest nations in the world. You think that that person has time for socialization? I'm sorry, that man's life starts at 4 a.m. in the morning and he doesn't sleep till 1. And he's focused, focused, focused on subjects. To be somebody great, you need to sacrifice first. Do you get what I am saying? So any person who comes to me and says, No, I want to do this. I am sorry, if you want to do this, please get lost. Go to hell. In my world, I am very clear. If you are with me, you better be focused in spiritual. You better be focused in your life. And better have, say to yourself, I feel nice. Otherwise, don't join my satsangs. Don't even be a part of this journey because you are useless. You need to feel good about yourself. You need to have that greatness in you. You have to become that Sachin Tendulkar of this world. You got what I am saying? You need to become the Narendra Modi's of this world. You got what I am saying? You have to be the greatest person yourself. Feel good about yourself. Go out, do something really fantastic. 
एंड डोंट बी अ सिसी डोंट बी अ क्राई बेबी थिंकिंग एंड मेरे पास लाइफ नहीं है लाइफ गया बाढ़ में तुम्हारा ये तुम सब सोच रहे हो ना कि हमको ये चाहिए वो चाहिए वो चाहिए वो चाहिए वो चाहिए कुछ नहीं होने वाला है समझे सो डोंट बी अ मीडियोकर पर्सन बी गुड फोकस इन द कृष्णा विथ इन यू फोकस इन द गॉड विथ इन यू यू विल बी गुड ओके टुडे वॉज अ मोटिवेशनल लेक्चर टाइप सो आई एम श्योर यू नो कंपनीज पे अ लॉट ऑफ मनी टू गेट दैट मोटिवेशनल स्पीकर ऑफ दिस वर्ल्ड बट दिस इज इंपॉर्टेंट इट इज रिक्वायर्ड सो आई विल डू दिस वन लाइन एंड देन आई विल प्रोसीड ओके सो नाउ अंडरस्टैंड दिस one who does not desire anything in this world to become something like this who has achieved peace by controlling his senses if your senses are disturbed you will never have peace so have peace peace of mind is sitting on a mountain top and feeling nice be in a state of satchit anand you know satchit anand is a very beautiful thing there is nothing going on in your mind if you are in a place which is a very beautiful and a pretty place do you feel happy over there do you know the reason why those beautiful greeneries and hill stations make you feel nice it is because you are lost in that here you may be sitting in your own office or you may be sitting with your husband or wife you need not give them so much of importance but give this importance to your own being and feel nice about it you see buddha the small small story over here buddha used to have his lunch okay when the lunch was served the plates were very nicely cleaned everything was taken and buddha would sit in one place and eat slowly okay and not a single word he would speak after after he finished his lunch there was one student who was waiting 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 for buddha you know so that he could speak to buddha so after his lunch he would take a small nap and then he would come out so he that student was getting very frustrated you know what kind of a teacher he is he is this taking it so cool so he comes to buddha and says sir i wanted to talk to you but i saw you eating as if that's the last meal of your life you know you were slowly putting things in your mouth and eating it buddha tells him you have to be there in the moment not past not future in the moment to enjoy a meal you need to appreciate the meal and enjoy the meal be there so i appreciate the meal which god has given i am eating it very nicely slowly man when he goes to see the sun morning rising sun or the setting sun is he not lost in it just like you go to a movie everything becomes dark are you not focused on the movie if you are focused on the movie are you not happy with it in the same way 
every moment of your life is so very important. You have to be happy in the moment. I have people sitting in my satsang getting so distracted, you know. Oh, this is happening, that is happening, this is happening, that is... Sorry, when you are in my satsang, be focused. I am speaking sense. I am not here because I want something from you. I am not here to make money out of you. I am here so that you progress in your world. And be happy with your own self. So Buddha said this. Later on. They went out. When they went out, they met one person. Buddha and this person, this young boy. And that was his disciple. Okay. So when they went out, they met this person and this person stops in Buddha in the middle, middle of the road and starts abusing Buddha. Blah, 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 blah. And Buddha is just listening to him calmly. You know, he is just looking at him calmly. After 10-15 minutes, Buddha looks at him and says, Have you finished? That person has got tired yelling at him. He says, Yes! So Buddha does his namaskar and walks away. The student who is there with him has got so wild and angry. How can somebody talk about my teacher like this? I want to bash him up. I want to hit him. I want to kill him. I want to do this. I want to do that. So when they go ahead, he tells Buddha, Didn't you get angry at that idiot who said so many dirty things about you? Was talking bullshit and nonsense? I would like to hammer him. I would like to kill him. I want to do this. Buddha looks up to him and says, Oh, did you listen to him? I was not even hearing what he was saying. If you have listened, you go and do what you want. I thought didn't even hear anything. I was lost in my own self. So it never disturbed me, so I walked away from there. You see, in life we get this kind of uh, you know barking dogs in our life. It's not important to listen to them. It's not important to get disturbed by what they are doing. You should be happy with what you are doing rather than what they are doing. You may say this is a selfish attitude. No, I am telling you how to become good and great. And then to be lost in the Krishna inside of you. The Krishna is the supreme divine consciousness, the God within you. Got it? So, whose consciousness is equal in all condition, whose mind is completely satisfied in me, finds only happiness wherever he goes. This verse number 13 is what I have continued and I have still done the same verse. I will do one fourteen verse in the next 5 minutes. Again I will read it. Last time also I just read it. You know that verse is again going to take one whole satsang because that is going to be again motivational talk. So let me read the verse for you like last time. So verse number 14 says, One who has fixed his consciousness on me desires neither the position nor the abode of Lord Brahma or Lord Indra, nor an empire on the earth, nor sovereignty in the lower planetary systems, nor the eightfold perfection of yoga, nor liberation from birth and death. Such a person desires me alone. This is a difficult verse. You know, it's a very unique and a difficult verse. It's because when when people come to me for the first time in their life, you know what they come for to me for? First, they will come with their problems in life. Mere life mein bada problem hai. Achha, kya problem hai? 
मेरा हस्बैंड ऐसा ट्रीट करता है मेरे वाइफ वैसी है मेरा जॉब ऐसा है मेरे को है ना लोगों ने मारा है मेरे को लोगों ने पीटा है मैं जेल में गया हूँ मेरे अगेंस्ट केसेस है मेरा लाइफ में माय होल लाइफ इज शिट सो दे कम टू मी विद दिस फर्स्ट आई वॉन्ट लिबरेशन आई वॉन्ट टू गेट आउट ऑफ दिस थिंग आई वॉन्ट टू बी फ्री दैट्स वाई आई हैव कम फॉर स्पिरिचुअलिटी I tell them why don't you join all those classes which give you those yoga poga and all that and the meditation. No, 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 no. I have heard about you that you know you don't do all those kind of things. Okay. If you have come over here, remove your chappal outside, remove all your clothes outside, come over here naked. Doesn't mean that you have to walk inside naked. It only means that don't bring all your kachra with me. I'm going to wash you clean first. Oh, prill laga ke, rin laga ke, or surf laga ke, sab laga ke. Pehle dhoonga tumko main. और तुम्हारा कचरा है ना उसको बाहर फेंक दूंगा उसके बाद मैं तुमको है ना क्लीन करके है ना आई विल मेक यू इनटू वन ऑफ द ग्रेटेस्ट डायमंड्स इन द वर्ल्ड दैट्स व्हाट आई टेल देम कम टू मी आई विल वॉश यू क्लीन फर्स्ट सो दिस इज व्हाट इज मेंशनड ओवर हियर टू मेक यू क्लीन टू फील गुड अबाउट योर यू आर नो लॉन्गर गोइंग टू बी यू विल बी अ डिजायरलेस पर्सन इन दिस वर्ल्ड एंड येट यू विल बी द मोस्ट ब्यूटिफुल यू मे बी द मोस्ट यू नो You may think, you know, मेरे पास कुछ नहीं है Yet you will be the king of this world. You may become a भिकारी It does not matter. You see, did we, don't we all go to भिकारीज of this world and ask them for money? You know who is the भिकारीज साई बाबाज हाँ रमन्ना महर्षिज हाँ है ना रामकृष्ण परमानसा क्या करते हैं हम लोग जाके भीख मांगते हो उनके पास साहब हमको पैसा दे ही इज अ फकीर and yet you go to a fakir and ask him for clothes and house and this look at jesus christ for christ sake look at him he is a fakir no clothes also oh my god and here we go to jesus christ name of the father and the son jesus christ please give me a child please give me wife please give me husband please give me this please you are going and asking a fakir so i will make you a fakir so come to me i will make you a fakir and yet you will be the richest person in the world whom people will come to you and ask you for things and yet you may not have anything you know how beautiful is that state it's a wondrous and a beautiful state so this is what i can make you into but first you need to leave your ego outside first you need to leave that ego which says i am the suppressed depressed this kind of idiot in this world wash you clean got it and this is what makes a person good and this is what he says this person only desires me this person who becomes like this will only desire the krishna that is the supreme divine consciousness inside of that person i have just read the verse next time if you want to get bored switch off If you want to listen to all these kind of motivational talks, please join in. समझ में आया? Actually, I I I own companies like Hindustan Levers and Unilevers and Procter and Gamble's. You know, because they wash a person. सब दुलाई का का काम बनाते हैं ना वो लोग, हाँ? Head and shoulders से लेके सब बनाते हैं, सब धोके निकालते हैं. तो मेरा भी वैसा ही है हिसाब. तो आप next time join करो. So <laughs> we'll stop over here. I know today's lesson would have been all about prill and done ka and all that. So, all right. So I'll stop over here. Okay. Yeah.